Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. We are now in Indarim, Daf Ayin Amud Aleph, beginning the second Mishnah in the tenth parak of Nidarim. And the first half of this Mishnah should certainly seem very familiar to us from a previous discussion on the topic of Nitrokna. So let us see how it plays out. Um, if the father dies, then the reshut does not now all flow to the fiancé. But the inverse is not true. If the fiancé dies, then the father is restored to his full domain over Nidarim. This is one way in which the father has a leg up, as it were, over the husband. In other words, the father has more power than the fiancé. In another way, it's the opposite. That the husband can, re, can refute a netter, repudiate a netter, even if she's a bogeret, and the father cannot do so. Once a girl has reached majority, full majority of bogeret, the father never again has any reshut over her. The husband has the domain vis-a-vis Hafar and Darim, as long as they are married. Now, my Tama, the Rishonim point out that this first line is structured in an odd way, so I'll read the whole line and explain it. My Tama, what's the reason for this? And then, Now, we'll get into de- dealing with this, let's see what's happening. The for the question of Maitama is asking, why is it, and as we're assuming the, the case, the, the facts and evidence, that the husband, that the father's reshoot never fully flows to the fiancé, even when the father dies, and we're just asking what the reason for this is. Then we're asking the question of why um, the inverse is true, that the reshoot of the fiancé does flow directly to the, fully to the father when he dies. Let's see. My time, so what's the reason that the, that the fiancé can never get the full domain? Meaning that in, as long as she's in Ara, and unless she's fully married to the guy, as long as she's in Ara, then her father has domain over her. If her father dies, that's still his domain that just doesn't go to anybody else. It's stuck. Now, the second thing is, but if the fiancé dies, it all goes to the father, Menalan. What's the source for that? Meaning, if she is betrothed to a man and has Nadarim on her, now what's that referring to? In other words, the, the, the way we're reading it, midrashically, is as if like there's a second betrothal. So, in other words, and Nidarim Aleha, in other words, she's coming in with Nidarim that she already has. So now, we are comparing her status when she is before a second betrothal, as it was before a first betrothal. Ma'akon Mehavai Rishona, just like before she was betrothed the first time. Av Mefer Luchudei, the father repudiates alone. Of course he repudiates alone, there's nobody else there. Af Kod Mehavai therefore, also, by, by dint of that juxtaposition, before her second betrothal, Ab Mefalachude. In other words, if she was betrothed and then the fiance died, and she's not yet betrothed to anybody else, then father repudiates alone. Ema Hanimidarim Shalonirul Arus is maybe that's only Ndarim that the Arus never saw, meaning 
that she took a Ned there before she was betrothed. And then the guy betrothed her, and then the guy died. And then her father hears about it. He can do it alone. But maybe if the if she if the Nedder was around when she was affianced, maybe it does not now with his death go back to the father. Maybe the father can't do it alone. Maybe the father has to do it with the last arus, as we'll see in the next mishnah. Uh, the answer is even that we don't need. If we only want to prove that nedarim that were taken without the arus being part of the picture at all. And then now, presently, the Arus is not part of the picture because he died in the meantime, that the father does alone, that's Binureha Betaviha. Vimayoti Eliish is to set us up specifically for a case where she is between one betrothal and the next. In other words, she was betrothed, and then the guy died, and the Ned there was taken while she was betrothed, or beforehand, but the Arus was around while she was under that Ned, or she was uh, in the process of dealing with that Ned there. And then the text is there to tell us that we deal with that circumstance just like the circumstance before she was betrothed to anybody. In other words, Father does it alone. Good. So the end of the Mishnah was pointed out that there is a way in which the husband is stronger than the father. And that is that the husband can be made for Nadarim as a Bulgarit. Now, that's not really the case. We'll see. What's the case? We're talking about a case where the man uh, the, uh, uh, betrothed her and she was a Nara, and then she made him a Bulgarian, and now he can be made for Nadarim? That's not true. After all, there are two things that take her out of the domain of the father, the death of the father or her becoming a Bulgarian. So just like if father dies, we just said in the Mishnah that the domain does not now full flow, flow, flow fully, sorry about that, flow fully to the fiancé. So it should also be the case that if the man affianced the girl when she was in Na'ara, which means right now he's in partner with the father, and then she became Bulgarian before they got married, we wouldn't say that the husband, that the fiancé now has full domain, just like mita does not flow everything to the husband, so also bagrut doesn't. So that can't be the case. Ela shekid shakshi It must be talking about a case where he was Makadish or when she was a bulgaret. So hatanina charazim, now that we already have a Mishnah later on, Mishnah in our parak. Ha-bulgaret shashat Now that Mishnah, as we'll see, stipulates that if you have a bulgaret, who waited 12 months after she was affianced and had requested, or the the fiancé had said, let's get married, and it was 12 months and he still didn't marry her. Then he, remember, if you recall from Ketubot, from the fifth parak, he has to start giving her mizonot. Possibility she would start eating truma, according to Mishnah Rishonah. Uh, therefore, according to Rebbe Liezer, he can also be made for Nadarim. Chacham disagreed and said he's not made for Nadarim until she enters his reshut. But what's very clear from that is that if he, she's a Bulgarian and he, she's married to him, then he does uh, do Hafar Nadarim. So you see that a Bulgarian, him doing a, the Nadarim of Bulgarian, is being made for the Nadarim of his wife, a Bulgarian, is right there in the Mishnah. What do you need to teach it here for? So parenthetically, Hagufakasha, that statement, Habogert Shashat Hashemasachodesh, is an inherent uh, confusion. Amar Tabogert Shashat Hashemasachodesh, Bogert Lamalishemasachodesh, what do I need 12 months with a Bogert? Bogert, Bristoshim Yomasagila. The halacha is that if a girl's a Na'ara, then we give her 12 months. If she's older than that, then she gets 30 days. So why are you telling me a Bogert that waited 12 months? It should be a Bogert who waited 30 days. Ella Tani Bogerd Vishatashnemasachodesh. It shouldn't be Bogerd Sheshahata, a Bogerd who waited twelve months, but rather a Bogerit, thirty days, or somebody who waited twelve months. That's one way to answer it. 
Uh, that's right. That's the way we answered the statement in the Mishnah later on. But nonetheless, we still have the problem. Why would our Mishnah be teaching about a bogeret that the husband can make for an Israel bogeret when you have that in the later Mishnah? The answer, the answer, the answer is, possibility one is hachadavka, that the bogeret taught in our Mishnah is the real place where it's teaching that a husband is made for an Israel bogeret. Bogeret tanihatam, why does it say bogeret in the later Mishnah again? Just to show you the machloka between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbanan, that the basic machloka is that any girl who is already being supported by her fiancé because he should have married her by now also is under his domain for Afarat. And the Rebbe Rabbanan disagree. And so Bulgarit is mentioned, Derech Agav is an example there, but the real place of teaching that a husband is Mayfair, his wife's in Zarim, even when she's a Bulgarit, is here. By Tema, you could say the opposite. Bogeret Davka, meaning Bogeret there in the Mishnah, hey, is the Davka place, is where it's really taught. And in our case, it's being taught incidentally, because since in the first part of the Mishnah we said, this is one way the father is greater than the Baal, because of Nitrokna. Therefore, it also said, and by the way, there's a way in which the, the fiancé is greater than the uh, father, and that is Beger. But really, the main t- teaching of Bogeret is in the later Mishnah. You can go either way. Now, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel, continues with this. Let's say she took a Ned there, uh, and she's an Arusa. Let's say on that day. It doesn't have to be on that day, but on that day makes it easier because then we don't have to have problems with delaying of when he heard it. So on the day that the father heard it, she was divorced. On the same day, she accepted Arusin from another man. Now, I know you're going to claim, well, how can she do that? She has to wait three months. You have to remember there's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, and Masachet Yifamot, that if she was only an Arusa, she could get married right away, and certainly she could accept Arusin right away. And besides, you don't need that. You could just say she did accept Arusin. Maybe she, maybe she had she asked the rabbis, they would have told her to wait, but she didn't. In any case, she got divorced, and on the same day accepted Arusin from another guy. Even if you have a hundred like that, now that's a hyperbolic, but nonetheless, even if a greater number, would happen all on the same day. So what's the halacha? The father and the last, meaning current, fiancé, at the time he hears about it, do hafar and doim, even though she took the nether under some other guy. Zakal, here's the rule. Any girl who is never fully independent for one minute, because she's a naira, which means she's never fully independent, she becomes betrothed, now she's got an overlapping reshut, the guy divorces her, suddenly she's got one reshut, but she's never fully independent. What's the halacha? Her father and her current uh, fiancé. Now, what's the source for this somewhat bizarre law that a the last arus, meaning the current arus, is made for Nidarim that were actually under the prominence of the first arus, the guy who was betrothed to her before. So Amar Shmuel Amar Kras, he quotes the pasuk that we've already seen several times. Vimayoti el ishur nedarim halecha. She betrothes a man and she has nedarim on her. What's that? Nedarim shayu alecha kvar, meaning nedarim that she already had on her. In other words, what we're saying is she enters a mirror, a betrothal, and she has nedarim. And even though if those nedarim happened while she was betrothed to another guy who divorced her and she betrothed this fellow, so Dilmahani milishol nirularus rishon. Maybe that's talking about nedarim that no other Arus was involved with. She took Nadarim when she was single. Who says that that's referring even to a case where there's Nadarim that were seen by an earlier Arus, as it were? 
Maybe if an earlier Arus was involved in it, meaning he was betrothed to her while she had those Nadoim on her, maybe he's the only guy who can be involved as an Arus. So, Aleha Krayeterahu. The answer is, Unadareha Aleha. The word Aleha is an extra word, and that word is there to teach you, even if she has those Nadoim from another relationship. Now, Tani Kavatedishmu, we have Bright that supports this teaching. Nara Murasa Avio Balanfrin Dareha. Exactly like our first Mishnah. Kate said, Shama Viave Ferla. This sounds like the Tosefta we dealt with two days ago. Shama Viave Ferla. If her father heard it was Mayfer, Voli speak about Lishma and Shemate. And the husband and the fiance died before he heard about it. Beneath Arsabobayom. And she accepted Erusin the next, that same day. Afilu Meapami. Even if she went through this ter- several times. I said a hundred times, is it? Guzma, avio vala acharon mefirin nedareha. Avia ubala acharon mefirin nedareha. Then her father and the most current uh, fiancé do afarat nedarim. Now, that's, <coughs> that's, um, really, it's not supporting Shavuot, it's really saying what the, what the Mishnah says. Shema bala ve'fer lavali speak avli shmuat shmeta bal. This is the tosefta that we've already seen. If the fiance heard and did hafar nadarim, and before the father heard, the husband with the fiance passed away. Choser ha'av u'mefer chalko shabal. Then the father can go and be made for the other half that the that the fiance never did. That's that he said that's bechamat. But halomrim ein yachol hafer. He said no, but the bal can't. Now, by my plea, beforehand we said the machloket between Beit Hashamai was about Megas guys Miklash Kalish. So now, what's the machloket? It's somewhat similar. Even the darim that were seen by the arus that were under his provenance now are nitrokna laav. Go to the father. Megas guy is why because each one does half. Beit Savri, they disagree and say avio bala The halacha is that the father and the last arus. Right now, there is no current Arus, and therefore, since we don't say that each does half, and therefore, Nitrokna comes back to the father, we say basically that there's a father role and a fiancé role. And any fiancé can fulfill that role, but the father can't. And therefore, since Lomegas Gai is, according to Beit Hillel, uh, he is not able to make for the other half, and therefore, she needs Hatarat Nadarim, but Hatarat Nadarim will not work. All right, we'll continue from this point in the next podcast. Ibaya Lahu Gerushin. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.